0: So we are uh, focusing this month, ending this month with letting go and letting God. We are moving forward, focusing on my book, the Seven Living Words. As I said in the beginning, I have five hundred of them, and, and I have four ninety-eight. So thank you to the, the two people that bought it. Thank you. No kidding. Wasn't that a wonderful poem? I love that reading. By the way, I know many will want it. All you need to do is become a fan on the Bodhi Facebook page, and it will be posted there, so you can find it there on the Facebook page. We've been focusing on the seven last words that Jesus says on the cross leading up to uh, our Easter celebration, and we hear at Bodhi Uh, We are, are, by the way, a Christian organization. We honor all paths. We hold Jesus as a master teacher. Some would say an avatar, an enlightened being who came here awake for a purpose. The purpose that he came uh, to deliver was unconditional love and forgiveness. That is the consciousness that he brought to the world. And everything that he did, all that he talked about, was in service to this awakening of love and divine forgiveness. The seven living words, the seven uh, last words that he says on the cross are actually sayings. Um, They're not actually one individual word. And I took those sayings and turned them into one individual living word because what I discovered years ago is that the seven last words that he says are actually a blueprint for transformation. There are a blueprint for letting go, releasing the past, not only the past, but releasing who you think you are, the stories that you've made up about yourself, all the craziness, the false beliefs, laying all of that down, so that you can move forward, resurrect, and become the next expression <coughs> of self. I say next expression of self, because the truth of the matter is, your being is infinite. You are a marvelous expression of the one life, and your life itself is eternal. Hard to understand in this very, very contained uh, three-dimensional experience, but the truth of the matter is that your being is forever evolving, will forever expand. You will awaken to a new expanded sense of self. You'll go, oh my God, this is magnificent. I didn't know. And then that eventually will form a container around itself. And then your process will be to move to its next expression. That is an ongoing expansion of being. Isn't that cool? You've actually come a very, very far away. You really have. To be sitting in this theater, in this consciousness, in this space and time, really does imply that you have done a lot of work in your being that brings you here. You've forgotten most of it in service to why you're here for this particular incarnation. But, nonetheless, you have done a lot of work to bring yourself to who you are today. Worth celebrating for sure. Woo! So we are on the fifth and sixth words that Jesus spoke. The fifth word he says is, I thirst. And the living word is vision. When we are in our time of becoming, when we're moving from who we were to who we will be, there comes a time when a vision starts to stir inside of us. It says in the Bible, without a vision you shall perish, it's talking about a people actually, without a vision for the people, the people shall perish. It is the same truth for us. Without a vision, we become wandering nomads, just traveling through life. Well, should I go this way, should I go that way? I don't know, this looks interesting, that looks interesting. You're pulled by the by whichever way the wind blows, whatever new sexy thing is in the air, you go in that direction. Uh, fun to explore, but there comes a point in time where the being says, this is a little crazy-making, and we're not moving forward. It is the vision. It is that magical something that that says, this is where you're going. And when you get a this is where you're going, whether you taste it or you smell it or you get an image of it, you write it down in your journal, however it shows, up. you see it on a billboard, You get a vision of where you're going, and that vision will ultimately take all of your energy, all of your wandering, and it will pull it into a focused point of attention. And the more that you can feed that focused point of attention, the more quickly you will move into that expression and into that greater self, that vision for your life. What happens to many of us is we see the vision, we get really excited, and then we pull back and we start doing all over place stuff again. And then we come back to the vision. We spend some time going in and out and in and out. That becomes tiring after a while for you and, if I may say, the family and friends around you. (laughs) Because what's occurring is there is more and more energy being built up for the the propulsion into the vision. You see, a coming and going is okay. It's like, imagine the muscle becoming stronger and stronger. You need a certain amount of um, energy, a certain amount of um, something that's going to lift the rocket off the path. You need a a lot of uh, spiritual power to move into the next expression of self. So the moving in and out, the entertaining the vision is an important time. And when you become tired of the back and forth, that is the good news because that means if you're willing and teachable, you will become more and more and more focused. What is true about the vision that lives inside of you is that it is fully sourced fully sustained. It has the power inherent in it to draw everything that it needs to come into form. I want you to hear that because that's another crazy thing that you do is you start to see the vision and then you think it's your job to figure out how to make it happen. And you know what happens next as soon as you think about that, you think about all the ways that you don't have what you need. Of course, you don't have what you need because you are not centered in the vision. You of yourself, pay attention here, you of yourself, in the current vibration that you are, cannot possibly attract all that you need here. Right? So our work is to pay attention to here, let that pull us, and suddenly that vision will start to draw unto itself. You will suddenly be talking to that person who knows exactly the right other person to connect to suddenly that financial support or that whatever is needed will come to you when you not spend time figuring out how to get it, but spend time immersing yourself inside the vibration of the vision. That is your work. You see, the problem is, and it is an important problem, and it is a problem, the problem is it's just too easy. (laughs) It's too easy. Really. It's too simple. Simple for the crazy mind. You mean all I have to do is entertain the vision, spend some time in the morning immersing myself in it, thinking about it, getting myself in the vibration mentally, physically, emotionally, to get myself lined up? That's all I need to do? Yeah. That's what your work is. And then throughout the day, touch base with it. Touch base with it. Don't become obsessed about it. Because if you become obsessed about it, that wonderful vision that's doing this is going to start to do that from your obsessive thinking. So the work is to hold it lightly, to realign, to realign, and then be about the business of your day. What happens so often to us is that we go, well, here's the vision, and where I am is wrong. And so this is wrong, and that isn't working, and this isn't work, and that isn't work. And suddenly, we're negating ourselves so much that the vision itself becomes further and further away. I hope you're hearing this, because I didn't write one bit of this down. That's how important it is for you. Everything that is occurring in your day can be a part of leading you to the vision. Everything. Every person, every conversation, every step you take, everything that's occurring, there is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Everything where you are, as you are, is absolutely perfect. And if you can create that kind of container and be in right relationship with your day, while so beautifully and gently holding the intention and the energy of the vision, oh, watch out. You move forward. You move forward and just like that wonderful poem that, that I just I really love that poem because it talks about the divine timing of letting go yeah. letting go it's not an efforting it's not something you make happen there's a divine time for a choice shall come shall be made there's a divine time for the movement to occur and we do not force that time again so much freedom Too easy for you, I know, but it's how spirit works in your life. There's divine timing. Byron Katie, one of my wonderful teachers who I, and I know many of you love Byron Katie and her work, she says, I remember uh, at a a talk I was at, where she talked about she never worries about what what decision will be made. She doesn't waste any energy worrying about what the decision, is because the decision will be made when the decision is made. And why should you waste one moment of time before that moment? The decision will be made when the decision shall be made. But again, the crazy mind, the crazy mind spends all this time before wasting its energy. All of that, when we align with the vision, when we allow ourselves to just commune gently and love all that is, whatever it's time to let go, like a leaf falling from a tree and so easy and that which you thought oh how am I going to move forward and and keep this relationship how am I going to move forward and bring all this baggage how am I going to move forward and keep my story about how they did me wrong all those things they will just start popping off the tree like the leaf and suddenly you'll be so light you'll feel so light and the moving forward is so easy so easy we're in that time here at Bodhi. We're moving into our next expansion. We're moving into our vision. Some of you have not even seen the home that we're going to. Well, when you come in next Sunday and you go, oh my God. I'll just go, I know. I know. been that for two years. Oh my God. Oh my God we didn't know where the money was going to come from we didn't know who was going to do what all the stuff that goes into moving into a building, into a new space so much bigger than what we we're what were, we used to rehabbing an old church that called us forth to fill it with our love and get behind those walls and go woo more work to do here than we imagined isn't that true in life sometimes? You take a wall down and you go, oh, that stinks.
1: <laughs> right?
0: But clean it out, you do. Rebuilding, moving forward. This amazing, these three buildings are meeting us. The buildings are becoming their next expression. We are meeting it to come together. And I've said this before, I'll say it a few more times. Why is it a church? Well, because a lot of people in here got stuck around the church. And you called the forth so you can have a healing around church. walk in and you see what we've done, you see the brilliance of Micah's hand and Randy's hand and Stefan's hand and Crystal's hand and all of the workers that have transformed it, you will know that it feels like a sacred space. That's what it is. It is a sacred space and the old energy will dissolve from that building, the old energy will dissolve from your building and we will move into a new vision. There's something magnificent that shall occur through this thing called Bodhi. Something brilliant, a whole new vision is coming to life. And you're a part of it. You get to be a part of that. And it's not that you're only giving to that thing. That thing shall multiply its blessings and pour them upon you. You shall be blessed in ways that you cannot imagine by stepping forward with the community into this new vision. The next word, the sixth word, he says, it is finished. It's finished. It comes after vision. So you feel the pull of the vision. And as the vision pulls you forward, you become aware of that which is holding you back. And it is through the power of your word that you declare it is finished. You are the maker of your reality. Your word is your wand, as we say here. And your declaration from the center of your being, this is done. This is done. It is finished. This old story is done. The brokenness is over. Done. It is finished. I declare it so. Yes. Yeah. And in that declaration, if the entire universe goes, what? And it aligns itself yes. with your word with your word. Now there's a little something funky that might happen to you that's important for you to pay attention to because it may occur. You say it's finished, and you feel good, good. And you wake up the next morning and there it is! <laughs> and you go, this doesn't work. And our Lord sent him an email. I just pass it on to the North Pole. When we declare it's finished, power of your word, power of your energy field comes into alignment. The world of form takes some time to get caught up. That's all that's happening. You say it's done. It's going to take a day or two for the world to align. It's going to take a bit of time, a day or two, wouldn't that be nice? Sometimes a year or two. I'm not kidding on that. A year or two or three or four. When you say it is finished, the world of form must align because it's dense. It's dense. And from thought to feeling to belief into form... It takes some time. Time is an important element. The grace of God is inherent in that time. If you said it is finished at 11 p.m., woke up at 7 in the morning, and your entire universe was realigned according to that new thought, you would be tripping. You would be, you, you would think you're on LSD. It would mess Totally, He was messed yes. up. For <laughs> two years, he sat on a park bench, man. <laughs> Most of us are not ready for that leap in consciousness. So the it is finished is true. And the world of form will align with your word. It will. It will. And the only thing that's supposed to is your vacillating form. So when it appears again, you simply reaffirm, it is finished. This is finished. It is finished. You let it pass through. It's finished. That is not a one-time deal. It's a declaration that causes the universe to no doubt. But it is finished becomes a walking mantra as life aligns with it. And the more that you can remain lovingly and gently connected, oh, that's done, that's finished, that's finished. And not getting triggered or interconnected to it or activated by it. To the extent that you can say, this is finished, you move forward. It's like a breeze that moves right over you. The becoming is guaranteed. The time it takes is optional. The time it takes is optional. That's where you can play your part, do your practice. Release that, which is to be released, call it done. That's what we're doing here. We're actually going to move into a ritual together in service to Bodhi, so we can release the eight years and something odd months of time where baggage has occurred and false beliefs and stories. happens to an organization just like it happens to an individual, right? Individual, collective, So we're going to be in service to releasing, but more importantly, for yourself. What we're going to do is I'm going to invite you to turn within and what must you let go of? What are you... Stay with me, Wayne. What? (laughs) Not done. What must you let go of so that you can move from here to our new home, all just a representation of consciousness. What must you release? A belief about yourself, a story you've been holding about me, about Bodhi, about so-and-so, about someone else in your life. What are you done with? It is finished. It can dissolve like that by the power of your word. Just as this woman in this poem, she just let go.